0: Discipleship and the Resurrected Christ. Bago tayo magpatuloy, meron po akong isang tanong. Sino po yung nakapanood na nung show na ito? Survivor. Pwede pong taas ng kamay. Sino yung familiar sa show na ito? Baka kasi konti lang eh. Konti lang, no? Konti lang. Well, Survivor is a reality game show in which people who are stuck in a remote location, they battle for cash and prices. Okay? Iiwan po sila sa isang isla, laban-laban sila doon hanggang may matirang isa. And I believe dun sa American version nung show na ito, the sole survivor will win 1 million dollars. Imagine that, You just have to survive all the challenges and yung mga obstacles na ipapresent. So the show uses a system of progressive elimination. Ito yung isang part ng show kung saan yung mga contestants will be given a chance to vote who will be set off the island. Okay? So, kung kaya gagawin kaya natin ito dito sa KBCF, sino kaya yung magiging sole survivor? Pastor Aris matitira. Panalo na. Pastor, na? Ngina lang tayo ng ano? balato. So, one million dollars. So, so, they allow the contestants to vote off other tribe members until one final contestant remains and wins. Now, in some ways, this show, yung Survivor, has become a metaphor or a mirror of our time. We live at a time when survival seems to be our only purpose for living. Nakakalungkot na marami po sa atin, hindi talaga nararanasan yung mabuhay talaga. We are just surviving in this world. Marami po sa mga kababayan natin, babalik uli dito sa Manila. After ilang days na wala dito. Kaya ang luwag eh. And sadly, ganun po yung karamihan sa buhay natin. We are just surviving. We live in an attempt to not be voted off the island. We battle against a flood of emotion and circumstances that even threaten our very survival. And it leaves us drowning in a flood of despair, a flood of guilt, regret, and loneliness. Now, without the resurrection, kung hindi po totoo yung buhay, uh, pagkabuhay na muli ni Jesus, we only have a dead Jewish teacher hanging on the cross. Nandun na lang siya. Unti-unting maaagnas. Without the resurrection, Christianity is just a moralistic religion of righteousness. Now, that is a harsh picture of mere survival. But here is the good news. With the resurrection, new life is breathed back into shattered dreams. With the resurrection, Christianity is an opportunity to experience new life and new living both now and in the future. It lifts us above the level of mere survival to a life that is fulfilled. A life that has meaning and a life that has purpose. So ibig sabihin, merong rason kung bakit tayo nilikha ng Panginoon. Hindi po tayo nilikha ng Panginoon para lang ipanganak at hintayin na tayo ay ilibing. Hindi po ganon ang buhay. Lalo po sa atin na tinawag ng Panginoon na maging alagad niya, na maging disciples. The resurrection is the most important event in Christian history. Because of the incredible difference it makes in the lives of the disciples of Jesus. But what is it about the resurrection that it makes it a key event upon which Christianity ultimately rises and falls? Bakit ba napaka-importante ng katotohanan ng muling pagkabuhay ng Panginoon? Now, the answer to that question can partly be seen in the records of those who witnessed the resurrection firsthand. In our passage today, makikita po natin yung testimony po ng mga kapatid po natin sa pananampalataya na literal nilang nakitang physical na nabuhay muli si Jesus. Nakita nila uli si Jesus after nilang makitang ipako ang Panginoon sa Cruz. Now this morning we are going to look at 17 verses at the end of the book of Luke. And from those verses, we will see how the resurrection has the power to lift us from the despair from despair to a life lived as true disciples of Jesus and i believe if we are to be rooted in discipleship we are to understand the significance of the resurrection in our lives so are we ready so first the resurrection revives our hope revives Yun yung unang r dun sa ating pag-aaralan sa oras na ito We see that in verses 35 to 40. But before we look at verse 35, let me set the stage, okay? Beginning at verse 13, if you are going to read the verses before our passage today, you will see the story of two men who are going back home, okay? Those two men were walking on a road called Emmaus, and they were in Jerusalem a week before or days before to celebrate Passover and we remember that during the passover after the passover during the passover week Jesus was crucified and we see in that verse that these two who were walking were one or were two of the disciples of Jesus they were followers of Jesus and as they walked home meron silang nakasalubong na isang lalaki na hindi nila kakilala. And while they were walking, they were uh, trying to reminisce what they experienced when they were in Jerusalem. Ibinabahagi nila ito dito sa lalaking, hindi nila kakilala. And they told him the things that happened during their stay that week. In their own words, they described the shattered dreams that they had experienced. In their own words, ito po yung nila. The chief priests and our rulers handed Him over to be sentenced to death pertaining to Jesus. Okay? And they crucified Him. But we had hope that He was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Yun yung pag-asa na meron nila. They thought that Jesus Christ whom they were following was the promised Messiah who would save them from the oppression of the Romans. It's as if they were saying, we had hope. Nandun yung pag-asa namin dati, pero nawala na yung pag-asa namin. We had given up on our dream. And that is why we are going home. Uuwi na kami. Yung pag-asa na meron kami, wala na. Namatay sa cruz. Sa Kal- Kalbaryo. But a shocking revelation was waiting for them, because the one with whom they shared their crushed dreams was soon to breathe new life to their dreams. Magbabalik uli yung pangarap nila na matagal nilang inaasam para sa bayan nila. The Jesus whom they thought that they had given up for dead was alive. Imagine that. Nakita nilang namatay si Jesus at hindi nila akalain yung stranger na kasama nila by the time that they were in their house. Inibitahan kasi nila itong stranger na to na kumain sa loob ng tahanan nila. Noon na lang nila, late na nilang narealize that it was Jesus who was eating with them. Now, just like the disciples on this road to Emmaus, the disciples or the apostles with the other disciples at that time were hidden in a secret hideaway. Nagtatago po sila sa isang tahanan. Because they had also lost their hope. Now, that is where the verse 35 picks us up. Okay? So, balik po tayo doon. Ang sabi po doon, then the two, yung dalawa kanina sa picture, from Emmaus, Told their story to the disciples. Hinanap nila yung mga alagad. And they told their story of how Jesus had appeared to them as they were walking along the road. And how they had recognized him as he was breaking the bread. And just as they were telling about it, Jesus himself was suddenly standing there among them. He said, Peace be with you. But the whole group was terribly frightened, thinking they were seeing a ghost. Can you see the hopelessness in the lives of the apostles, the disciples? Yung kawalan ng pag They were inside that secret hideaway. And in one moment, Jesus was there in their midst. Jesus in the house and all they can think of is shake rattle and roll. Nakailan na ba 'yon? 12:13. They thought Jesus was a ghost. That guy was a ghost. Hindi nila nakilala na yun yung Panginoon na kanilang sinusundan. Someone once said, we can live for 40 days without food. Kaya, 40 days po. Nang walang kinakain, pwede po 8 days without water. 4 minutes without air. But only a few seconds without hope. Subukan nyo pong mawala ng pag-asa sa buhay hindi po kayo tatagal. The only thing that keeps us on living is the hope that we have in Christ. Lahat po tayo may mga nasirang mga pangarap na nagwasak dun sa pag-asa na meron tayo. It could be a loss of a loved one, a broken relationship, maybe you lost a job, or you were unaccepted to a college application. Or perhaps a sin that we have committed that we just cannot believe God would forgive. And in that moment, your dreams shattered lay on the floor. It seemed as if your whole reason for living had vanished, leaving you with no reason to go on. Wala nang rason para magpatuloy ka pa sa buhay mo. Now that is how the disciples felt. Imagine, they left their lives to follow this Jewish teacher. And they devoted their time to follow His life, thinking that He is the promised one, that He is the Messiah that the prophets have prophesied. And they thought that Jesus was going to free them from oppression, that Jesus was going to rule again in Jerusalem. Imagine ninyo yung nararamdaman nila na yung pag-asa na meron sila, unti-unting nawawala yung buhay sa krus nung siya ay pinako na parang kriminal. Akala ko ba siya yung magliligtas sa atin? Akala ko ba siya yung mag-ahari? A week ago, they were celebrating Jesus' entrance to Jerusalem like a king. And after a few days, He was crucified like a criminal. Imagine yung turnaround, nung expectation. All hope is lost, but the resurrected one, Jesus, who was in their midst, reached across that brokenness, and He restored their hope. Nanumbalik yung pag nila, kasi nakita nila mismo si Jesus nasa kalagit Why are you frightened, Jesus asked them? Why do you doubt who I am? Look at my hands. Look at my feet. You can see that it is really me. Touch me and make sure that I am not a ghost. Because ghosts don't have bodies as you see that I do. As he spoke, he held out his hands for them to see. And he showed them his feet. Hope delivers us from the despair that nothing we do matters. And yet, it is in hopeless situations like this that the power of the resurrection is unleashed. And hope is renewed that lives are transformed in simple ways. It is this resurrected hope. Ito pong, pag, ito pong uh, katotohanan ng muling pagkabuhay ang nagbibigay po sa atin ng pag-asa. At ito ang uh, nagpasimula nung pagbabago sa buhay nitong mga alagad na nagtatago sa isang tagong lokasyon at that time. Imagine, from a group of people hiding in a secret location, they became a determined force that transformed the world. If you would read through the book of Acts, sa kalagitnaan pala, makikita natin yung description ng mga apostles that in a matter of years, the apostles that Jesus had devoted His life to Turned the Roman world upside down. That is the kind of transformation Jesus wants to see in our lives and in us as a church. And we should be agents of that transformation for us to see the transformation in our world. And when hope is restored, other transformation will follow. Hope has a name. And do you know, his name? His name is Jesus. The next thing that the resurrection do, does to us as disciples, it renews our joy. Verses 41 to 42 and verse 52. Ang sabi And while they still did not believe, and while they still did not believe it because of joy and amazement, he asked them, Do you have anything to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Now, the idea that Luke is presenting here, nakita word na yon, did not believe. Yun yung ginamit na term ni Luke. Now, that idea in these two verses is a sense of, it's too good to be true. Hindi sila makapaniwala. in. It's not denial or lack of faith. It's more of a great sense of joyous surprise that completely catches them off guard. Hindi nila maiisip na yung araw na yun, magpapakita ang Panginoon sa kanila. Kaya ang Panginoon na mismo, ang kumunod sa kanila, pabalik dun sa realidad. Totoo ba to? Panaginip ba ito? Siya ba talaga to? So ano yung ginawa ni Jesus? Humingi siya ng makakain. Nakikain pa siya. No, buti may handa sila, no? Kung takot na takot ka, tsaka walang pag-aas, makakakain pa kaya kayo? <laughs> Jesus asked for something. So Jesus pinches them to let them know it's really true. Huy, ako talaga ito. Despite of yung early morning, remember, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb to take care of Jesus' body, at pagdating niya, wala na doon yung katawan ni Jesus. At ang kakala niya, may kumuha ng katawan ni Jesus. And while she was crying, someone came to her thinking that it was the gardener. And she never thought that it was Jesus who was alive in her midst. So pagkataas malaman ni Mary Magdalene, she went back, reported it to the disciples. And what did Peter and John do? They went there to see for themselves. At totoo nga, wala na yung katawan ni Jesus dun sa libingan, dun sa tung, kung nasan siya naroon. At may nagpakita sa kanilang anghel. At nagsabi sa kanila nung pinakamagandang balita na narinig nila sa buong buhay nila. Wala na dito si Jesus. Siya ay nabuhay na muli. Jesus is alive. In verse 52, ang sabi dun, They worshipped Him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. Now my question is this. Who says becoming a responsible Christian means a long face and an all-serious attitude toward life? Ganun ba dapat pag-Kristyano? Parang napaka-seryoso palagi. Napaka-formal. Parang sobrang boring naman maging Kristyano. Ganyan pala maging Kristyano? Ganun po ba tayo? Many of us project lives of seriousness that you would never know that the cloud of hopelessness and despair had been lifted from our lives. Hindi kita kasi sa buhay natin na yung pag na nawala sa buhay natin bumalik na dahil sa katotohanan ng muling pagkabuhay ni Jesus. In many of our homes, laughter has left. Joy that was once a vital ingredient in the family has disappeared, leaving hearts that hardly ever sing. And lips that rarely smile, and eyes that no longer dance, and faces that say no. Serioso dapat tayo formal kasi Kristiano. But tragically, that is true in many Christian homes, as well as non-Christians, maybe more so. Ganong puba yung ati mga tahanan. Wala na yung kagalakan na nagmumulasa Brothers and sisters, tough times are upon us. No question. Sigurado, lahat po tayo dadaan sa pagsubok sa buhay. Now, the issue we all face are both serious and real. Hindi po siya isantabilang, yung mga issue sa buhay. But are they so intense? Yung mga issues po ba natin sa buhay, napaka-importante ba sobra? Sobrang seryoso and all-consuming that every expression of joy should be hidden? Ayaw mo yung man lang ipakita yung kagalakan? na nararamdaman nyo sa pag-asang meron tayo sa Panginoong Kristo? Shouldn't the reality of resurrection eternally change our perception in view of our circumstances? If we have experienced the resurrection, a new spirit of joy and amazement at life will be breathed back into us. Yun po yung natural na mangyayari once we understand the truth of the resurrection. Now, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, a famous Christian thinker of our time, once said, Joy is the surest sign of the presence of God. Joy is the surest sign of the presence of God. So the bottom line for you and me is simply this. Grimness is not a Christian virtue. There are no boring saints. Tignan yung ngayon katabi nyo. Bored na bored na ba? Sana hindi sa buhay. Sa sermon, siguro okay lang. Eh no. There are no boring Christians. If God really is the center of one's life and being, if Christ did really conquer the death and the grave, joy is certain. Sigurado po nating marara nasa niyun, na nanini wala tayo sa muling pagkabuhay ni Jesus. If we have no joy, we have missed the heart of the good news. What is the easiest thing? for you to lose. Ano ba yung madalas mawala sa inyo? Yung malingat lang kayo na wala na naman, nasaan ba yon? Kadalasan salamin, di ba? Yan. Hinahanap mo yung salamin mo, suot mo pala. Di ba? Or keys, mga susi sa bahay, dala niyo po ba? Baka naiwan. Dalasan tina-check, double check, na naiwan ko yung susi. Maybe you easily lose your mind. Di ba? Kakapasok pa lang ng worship service, 5 minutes pa lang, wala na yung isip naglalakbay na sa labas ng kamuning. Brothers and sisters, the easiest thing of all to lose is your joy. Your joy. Why? You can lose it in just one phone call. In just one email. One text. One Facebook comment or post. Lalo kakagising mo palang ang ganda-ganda ng gising mo. Isang tingin mo palang sa Facebook sira na yung araw mo. Wala na kagalakan sa buhay mo. You can watch a commercial on TV and you lose your joy. It is the easiest thing in the world to lose. And a lot of people in a lot of circumstances are conspiring to rob it from us. There are people who wants to rob that joy in our lives. When we are not filled with joy, alam niyo po it makes God look bad. Yung isang kristyano na wala yung kagalangan sa buhay niya, pangit na testimony sa iba. Cranky Christians are a bad witness. Cranky, yung mainitin ng ulo. Kakatapos pa lang ng worship service, mainit na kagad yung ulo. They look like they have been baptized in vinegar. San po ba kayo binautismuhan? Na parang binautis yata tayo sa suka, kasi hindi man lang makita yung panahon na tayo ay gumingiti at nagagalak dahil sa katotohanan ng muling pagkabuhay ng Panginoon. And if we are like that, it makes God look bad. But don't get me wrong mga kabadida, joy is not equated with naive happiness. Joy is different from Naive happiness. I am not proposing the idea that Christians paste a plastic smile and naively laugh our way through difficulties. Yung pinagtatawanan mo lang yung problema, mali din naman yun. ba? May problema ka, pinagtatawanan mo lang. Joy takes our pain and trials seriously. But it shows a content joy. Yung kontento ka. Because of the life-renewing hope of the resurrection. Without exception, people who consistently laugh, may kilala po ba kayong ganun? Yung masiyahing tao, yung laging tumatawa, they do so in spite of their circumstances. May mga ganon tao. Ang sarap pong kasama ng mga ganon tao. Diba? Surround yourself with people like that and I pray lahat tayo ganon, Diba? Yung pagpunta mo sa church, ang saya mong lumabas kasi yung mo, talagang kita mo yung kagalakan sa buhay niya. Yung mga ganun tao po, they pursue joy rather than wait for joy to knock at their door in the middle of the day. Huwag niyong hintayin na yung kagalakan lumapit sa inyo. Kayo yung lumapit dun sa kagalakan. Yung katotohanan ng muling pagkabuhay ni Jesus. Such infectiously joyful believers have no trouble convincing people around them that Christianity is real and that Christ can transform a life. Sila po yung pinaka-effective na witness ng ating Panginoong Kristo yung mga taong may galak sa buhay dahil nararanasan nila ang Panginoong Heso sa buhay nila the third thing that the resurrection does to us as disciples is it restores our mission verses 44 to 49 then he said when I was with you before I told you that everything written about me by Moses and the prophets and in the Psalms must all come true then He opened their minds to understand these many scriptures. And He said, Yes, it was written long ago that the Messiah must suffer and die and rise again from the dead on the third day. With my authority, ito po yung mission natin, eh? Take this message of repentance to all the nations beginning in Jerusalem. There is forgiveness of sins for all who turn to me. You are witnesses of all these things. And now I send the Holy Spirit just as my Father promised, but stay here in the city until the Holy Spirit comes and fills you with the power from heaven. Now don't miss that, mga kabatid. Tandaan po natin, this house full of hopeless disciples holding up in their hideaway, nagtatago na ng ilang araw, in 47 days, according to the scriptures, they became a force with the empowerment of the Holy Spirit to start a world-transforming movement that lasts until this very day. That movement that Jesus started in the lives of these people, naranasan po natin, at naranasan po natin iyon. Dahil ipinasan po nila iyon sa iba, hanggang umabot sa atin. Now perhaps this is the stage where we see the biggest difference between surviving and our lives as disciples who want to live and not just to mere survive. Now on survivor, tulad nung sabi ko kanina, ang goal doon is to be the sole survivor. Matira yung matibay. In survivor, you attempt to systematically remove the competition. Ubusan. Hanggang isa na lang yung matira. However, as followers, bilang mga alagad po ng Panginoon, our aim is to be an instrument. An instrument of rescue for other would-be survivors. Marami pong tao sa paligid po natin, ganun mamuhay. They're just living one day at a time. And they don't experience the life that they can experience if they follow Jesus. You see, yung muling pagkabuhay po, ay isang event hindi lamang po para sa atin. Hindi po ito natin dapat isikreto. Na yung mensahe po natin today as we remember the resurrection is not just for us, it is an event that is meant to be shared. It is an event that needs to be spoken into the lives of millions of others that are still greatly suffering in the midst of their hopeless and joyless lives. Kung totoo po na naniniwala kayo sa muling pagkabuhay ni Jesus, hindi niyo po ito kikim-kimin. Hindi niyo po ito sasarilinin. Dahil ito po ay mabuting balita na dapat marinig ng lahat ng tao. So huwag niyo pong ahayaan yung araw na ito na lilipas na wala po kayong pagsasabihan. This is the best time to remind people of the importance of the resurrection. Tutal, celebrate na rin naman natin lahat. Why not explain it to your friends, to your family? Yung kahalagahan nun sa buhay ng isang tao. That responsibility rests on the shoulders of those who have experienced the life-renewing side of the resurrection. Sabi po ni Jesus sa mga alagad niya, You are witnesses of all these things. This is as true to us as it was to the disciples to which He spoke them to. Hindi po natin physically nakita si Jesus, kagaya nila. Pero yung katotohanan na yon, totoo po hanggang ngayon. Kailangan yung pa po bang makita literal si Jesus dito sa kalagitnaan natin? Nung una nagpakita si Jesus, may kulang pa nga, may absent pa sa mga disciples eh. Si Thomas. Tapos sinabihan na siya ng mga kaibigan niya, Uy, nagpakita si Jesus! hanggat di ko siya nakikita, hanggat hindi ko na ipapasok yung daliri ko, dun sa butas kung saan pumasok yung pako hindi ako maniniwala. I pray that that truth would restore our mission. Okay? We are to be witnesses. We are witnesses. Jesus had no plan B. Yun lang po yung plano ng Panginoon. Tayo na nakaranas, na naniniwala doon sa katotohanan ng muling niyang pagkabuhay, dapat natin ibahagi ito sa iba. Sino po yung gagawa noon? Tayo pong lahat. Wala nang iba. Kung titigil po sa atin, wala na pong ibang makakarinig. Wala na pong makakaranas ng kapangyarihan ng muling pagkabuhay ni Jesus. Resurrection restores our mission. Now, for something to be restored, then it must have previously died or been destroyed, or wasted away. And you know what? This is the amazing thing about Jesus. Jesus is in the business of restoring people. He brings life, joy, faith, and purpose to our life. Nawala na yung purpose ng mga alagad at that time. Nagtatago na lang sila. Hinihintay na lang nila siguro na mahuli sila, at rin sila sa cross parang kriminal kagaya ng guru nila. But when Jesus came, in their midst their mission was restored ibinalik ng panginoon yung rason kung bakit sila pinili kung bakit sila when you feel that everything good in your life has been destroyed then come to jesus he will not only restore it to the level that it was he will restore your life to a level you never dreamed possible recently I was asked to assess the efficiency of our outreach ministry here in KBCF. Yung missions ministry, how is kumusta. Now, this is my assessment. Ko. Maikli lang po to share it to you. I believe until we, as a congregation, each one of us, okay, Wala pong exception, every last member owns the responsibility of outreach, KBCF will not grow as it could. ABCF can grow do you believe that and it will grow if we all do our part that responsibility ay hindi lamang po sa mga pastor o mga elders cell group leaders tayo pong lahat ay may part sa mission na yon yun po yung rason kung bakit po tayo nilikha ng panginoon ibahagi yung mabuting balita niya what is kbcf's mission Isa po sa mission natin is to fulfill the Great Commission. Nagawa na po ba natin? Hindi pa. So tuloy pa rin yung trabaho. And I pray each of us will do our part. I believe our mission is a message. And that message is Christ crucified and risen. And our message is for the world. For the world! hanggat hindi po naririnig ng lahat ng tenga, yung mabuting balita ng Panginoong Heso Kristo, dapat natin itong ikalat at ibahagi. Recently, I think this week, nakakalungkot, naalala ko, nakita ko po sa isang uh, study, yung Barna Group, they make uh, uh, statistical studies regarding ministry sa US. Sabi po dun sa current study nila, 51% of US Christians do not know the Great Commission. 51% ng Christians yun po. Hindi ba kasama yung demon na ng palataya? Kakaunti lamang po yung nakakaalam ng purpose natin. At dun sa kakunting nakakaalam, kakaunti rin lang yung involved. I pray na maging involved po tayo sa mission ng Panginoon. Have you been actively fulfilling your mission over the last week? The last month? The last year? Are you going out of your way to offer others a taste of the hope and joy that comes from Christ? Are you giving the Holy Spirit every opportunity to use you to touch another soul with the life-giving power of the resurrection? I pray that we will all do our part. So, we see that the resurrection revives our hope. The resurrection renews our joy. The resurrection restores our mission. Finally, the resurrection revitalizes our worship. Verses 50 to 53. Then Jesus led them to Bethany, and lifting his hands to heaven, he blessed them. And while he was blessing them, he left them, and he was taken up to heaven. They worshipped Him and then returned to Jerusalem filled with great joy. And they spent all of their time in the temple praising God. Verses 52-53 literally reads, And they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were constantly worshipping God in the temple. Now, joy in the truth of the resurrection finds its outlet in worship. He is risen. Amen? Now, this is not a cause for sad worship. Siguro, mas dapat celebrate tayo ng pagkabuhay kaysa pag Pasko And yet, yung focus natin dun sa birth. And yet, we don't give the same importance during yung reminder yung yung pagremines natin nung resurrection ni Jesus. The resurrection overwhelms and overflows into joy filled celebration of a new life found in the resurrected one. Now this is the fre- the breath of fresh air that lifts our worship from the chore of the routine to a soaring celebration of Christ sana po yung pagsamba po natin hindi nating ginagawa kasi nakasanayan na natin. Total 'yo yun naman yung ginagawa natin kada Sunday. Pero hindi natin nararanasan yung passionate worship na nais ng Panginoon sa buhay natin. How is your worship, mga kapatid? How is your worship? Does it need some life? Breathe into it? Does it need resu- resuscitation? From being dry? Now, it's easy to look at others when our worship is distracted. At times, we compare our worship with others. E eh, nagagawa kasi natin yun, kasi tayo mismo hindi rin naman nakakasamba ng maayos. Now, the key is the attitude of the worshiper. Revived worship is worship that, that is passionate with celebrating God. Ito po yung worship kung saan nakatutok tayo sa Dios. kaya kung mang istorbo sa paligid natin, hindi tayo na didistract. Naranasan nyo na bang sumamba sa Panginoon ng ganon? na walang istorbo sa buhay. At sa Panginoon lang nakatutok ang mata, isip, puso ng bawat isa. If you, you see, if you look at the situation that drove the disciples into hiding, it hadn't changed so much. Hindi naman po nagbago yung sitwasyon ng mga alagad once na bumalik si Jesus sa langit. Same pa rin po. Yung mga taong nagpapatay kay Jesus Kristo. Yun din yung mga same na mga taong hahanap sa kanila kung pwede lang ipako sila sabay-sabay. Hindi po nagbago. There was the threat to their way of life, to their belief, to their faith. The people who killed Jesus still had it in for His followers. But if we would look at the verse, it says there daily the disciples ran into their midst because of an overwhelming desire to celebrate God. Hindi po sila nagpatinag. Even at the cost of being found. Ito yung mga alagad ni Jesus. Ito yung nagsisimula ng gulo sa kalagitnaan natin. Pero tumigil po ba sila sa pagsamba? Ang sabi po doon, patuloy silang sumamba sa kanilang templo. Yung adverb na ginamit po dito na nagpapakita nung degree ng worship nila is yung adverb na constantly. Constantly. They worship God constantly. Unending. Incessant. Relentless, unremitting, unstoppable, endless string of minutes, hours, days, weeks, months, and years, each calling us to spend a little bit more time blessing God. Now, I love how the New Living Translation has phrased this this part of the verse. They spent all their time in the temple praising God. And that hits at the core thought of the verse. Yun po yung core thought ng verse na to. Worship becomes the heart and soul of our lives. Revived worship that springs from celebrating the risen one cannot be restricted to one and a half to two hours every Sunday. Minsan yun na nga na yung binibigay natin sa Panginoon, parang inuorasan pa natin siya. Two hours. For a whole week. It should encompass every minute of our lives. Yung tunay na pagsamba. Now this week, I heard someone ask, worship is going to be the primary activity of heaven. Tama, di buba. And if we don't have time for it while we are alive, why in the world would we want to go to heaven? Yun po yung sabi ng kakilala ko. Kung ayaw din naman pala natin ginagawa yung pagsamba, eh bakit gusto mong pumunta sa langit in the first place? Hindi mo gugustuhin pumunta sa langit kung dito pa lang, suyang-suya ka na sa pagsamba sa Panginoon. Na nililimitahan mo yung oras ng pagsamba mo sa Panginoon. There is no limit to worshiping God in heaven. Sa tingin nyo po, dalawang oras lang yakata kapag sa langit. Wala sigurong oras sando na tinitingnan natin. Oh, saglit na lang, patapos na yung sermon. Ilang kanta na lang patapos na yung worship team, ba? Revived worship doesn't set limits on how long we worship. Because no amount of time is ever enough for us to declare our love for God. Ilang oras ang kailangan mo para sabihin mo sa Panginoon mahal mo siya? Limang minuto? 30 minutes? An hour? A day? A week? Revived worship cannot be restricted to a defined number of songs because no number of songs is sufficient for us to express our love and appreciation to God. So yung apat libang awit na kinakanta natin sa Sunday? Bitin. Mamaya papakanta ka pa. Ilan? Seven. Revived worship does not obsess about the length of the Sermon. Because the worshiper is preoccupied with wondering over the word of God. So okay lang po ba? Extend pa natin mga hintayin natin hanggang sa ano, vesper. Hintayin na natin silang dumating. Biro lang po. Palapit na po tayo magtapos. What is the limit of your worship? Yan no di ba? Kapag yung mga lumabas, nag, out of town, kikita niyan, di ba? May maximum May limit yung speed. Yung worship po natin sa Panginoon, walang limit dapat. Now, what is the chance that God would say to you? Leaving so soon? Aalis ka na agad. Late ka na nga dumating eh. Tapos aalis ka na agad. I was hoping that you would stay around for a little while longer. Ganun po yung Panginoon. Nais niya makasama tayo. Oras-oras. I pray na hindi po tayo ganun sumamba. At times, even ako, guilty. Yung late ka na dumating sa service, tas ikaw yung unang umaalis habang nagbe-benediction. Oh, wala na si ano Nauna na. I pray that we would experience that kind of worship as we understand yung implication ng resurrection sa buhay natin. That worship will not be limited dito po sa worship hall. Hindi po limited dun sa two hours na spend together. I pray na as you go home, you continue to worship with your family. As you go back to your offices and schools tomorrow, you continue worshiping God. Worship should be part of our life wherever God leads us and whenever God calls us to do it. Now, as we close, we see that the resurrection is more than what we know when we entered worship today. Maaring meron po tayong konsepto kung ano yung muli yung pagkabuhay when we came here. But praise the Lord for reminding us yung importance ng resurrection sa buhay natin bilang bang alagad niya. And if we are to be rooted to be disciples, true disciples of Jesus, we ought to be rooted In the truth of the resurrection the resurrection is an event that reaches us out to us and our hearts that has been sucked dry by the silent depression of our times we are restored refreshed renewed and revived by transforming hope an overwhelming joy a sense of mission and a consistent worship so brothers and sisters are you surviving the challenges of life? Ganun lang po ba ang buhay po natin? Are you just getting along? Or are you just getting by, maybe with the breath knocked out of you? For you, for everyone, I hope, more than survival. Nais ko po maranasan natin lahat, yung tunay na buhay na maari natin matagpuan sa ating Panginoon. God has big plans for us. Now, resurrection is an annual reminder that we have been created for a life that is more than mere survival. You are meant not just to survive. You are meant to live for Christ. Resurrection assures us that we were created for more than an overwhelming flood that has placed us on the verge of extinction. God doesn't want us to just make it through. Now, the message of resurrection this Sunday is that God offers us victory and hope for the toughest of life's challenges. And I pray that we could continue to meditate on God's Word as we leave this place, as we end our worship today. Let us close in a word of prayer. Lord God, You love this world so much that You gave Your one and only Son that we might be called Your children too. Lord, help us to live in the gladness and grace of Resurrection Sunday. Not just today, Lord, but every day. Let us have hearts of thankfulness for Your sacrifice. Let us have eyes that look upon your grace and rejoice in our salvation. Help us to walk in that mighty grace and tell your good news to the world. All for your glory do we pray, Lord. Amen.